1: welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. I am your host, Ryder Cat, and you can find me at Ryder Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter, you can find me at CBCaps on Instagram.
2: South Carolina with Columbia down the way.
1: And those sound effects that you heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn. One agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the Borough of Kings.
2: Brooklyn!
1: He <laughs> 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 hadn't pulled that one out in a minute. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the co- this is, excuse me the Chronicles where you can find us at the coast of the Podcast Network that's cspn.us do it today you can also find us on your podcast perusal place of choice whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify or the Cold of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page make sure to hit like and subscribe and to give us all the five star reviews yeah. Uh, you can also find us recording every Thursday, mostly every Thursday night, with the exception of what I'm about to say after this, um, on twitch.tv slash chronicles and youtube.com slash the nation. Again, please hit like, subscribe,
0: give us the great reviews, and also hit the notification button so that you know when we are on and we'll be talking about that. For next week, specifically, shortly.
1: Gia and with that, uh, hey, next week, uh, not only being the third week of, of uh, Black History Month, uh, is uh the premiere I was of. Say, oh, it's only the second full week. Well, no, no, I know that, but oh, okay, but I'm talking about next week, but yeah, um, I got, it. but. Uh, as of well, next week we will be going on movie protocol because the premiere of Ant-Man and the Watch Quantum Mania is going to happen when we record, and we're both going separately.
0: <laughs> yes. And we're not hundred percent sure when we'll be recording, if at all next week, we may be postponing to the week after. Depending on our personal schedules, we will keep everyone informed.
1: Yeah. So stay tuned to our um aforementioned uh, social medias for that and we'll definitely let folks know. Um yeah, this is this is pretty much the start of <laughs> movie protocol season for us. Um actually that should probably be a thing. <laughs> All right. Because, you know, every time, like, movies happen, uh, we don't hit all of them, as we have already established last week, but uh, or the week before last, whichever that was, but most of the ones we hit, we, we pretty much try to hit on the day they come out. Right. It's, we
0: are trying to avoid spoilers, folks. We're trying to be as
1: well-informed as possible for when we next convene the Comic Book Chronicles. Yep. And they ha- already had, which I think I saw a... Potentially spoilerish article that I do have saved up for the next um the next uh, thing from the uh, from the uh, premiere that happened last week, which I don't. Well, I know why they do that. I get that part, but at the same time, it's like okay, spoilers are going to happen after that. People can't help themselves. Like, yeah, not everybody goes to the premiere, but some things end up happening. By well, of course. So. And apparently, <laughs> Feige almost got got. So, <laughs> oh no! Apparently, but uh, but yeah, that's but that's another a story for another you mean time. You he
0: almost let one slip, or are you talking about that story about
1: Pearl Mutter? No, um, no, I think he almost let one slip from from what from what the title oh,
0: suggested. Oh wow! I was about to say he must have like forgot his extra cup of coffee that day. <laughs> huh?
1: I know, right? The the head of the Marvel snipers is, is forgetting stuff, so you know. <laughs> It's a you lot. know,
0: they're just like, you cannot fire! <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. But like I said, we will definitely talk about but that. But sir, our orders! You cannot fire on Kevin <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> 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 which actually, weirdly enough, um, kind of brings us to what we're going to start off with, which is, you know, um, the apparent mid-season uh, um, two-parter for uh, For the Bad Batch, which is season, uh, me, season two's um, episode seven and eight. So, yes, which, yeah. So, episode
0: seven titled "The Clone Conspiracy" and mm-hmm. episode eight titled "Truth and Consequences." Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, these titles carry very much meaning.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much, and and even callbacks to, um, you know. In more ways than one, Clone Wars uh, uh, episodes of similar nature,
0: right? And not a Spider-Man story that is best
1: left in the past. <laughs> well, they haven't left it too far because we've gotten how many we've gotten in the last <laughs> in the last couple of years.
0: <laughs> I mean, I honestly, I honestly kind of groaned when I thought of that one when I was mm. reading it. You know, when i when I saw when I saw the title on the screen when I saw the title screen, right. I kind of groaned.
1: I was like, "No, I'm not see." <laughs> <conspiracy." laughs> right, right. I was like, "Wait, but we've been dealing with clones the whole time in this particular right. case." So, that, right, that's, right, right, right. That's, when still, they, yeah,
0: exactly, that's exactly why I was like, oh, "Okay, no, no, no." Just, right. They have. It's a right to call. They have the right to title an, an episode or a story that they right. absolutely do.
1: But at the same time, I get you. <laughs> it's like, oh god. No, not again. Not again. <laughs> Cause we already know somebody else is getting one. We already talked about that. I was like, Come on, man. Stop with the clones. Yes. Okay. Send in anyway, the
2: clones. Exactly. Right.
1: But um to go with brief strokes on both of those episodes, um, I will say that um despite the the name of the show, uh the the, the 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 bad batch did not show in seventh in the the first episode of the two, correct. Which, but at the same time, you know you see where they come in in the next one. But also you get, let's just say you get some a part of as Agent 70 and I was talking before the show. You get a story that you didn't expect to actually ever see get right. um, start to, to play out with both of these episodes, but definitely in the first one, you start the ball rolling right. on it.
0: Right, 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 right. It's a story that you, that had been hinted at, whispered about over the course of the many ages of star Wars that we've seen in the wake of the prequels, right. because once the prequels really cemented what the clone wars were fought over and what they were about, Um, I think that the transition between that era of uh, imperial or empire or or uh, republic soldier to the stormtroopers that we see in A New Hope and going forward, uh, you know, had always been hinted at, as we said, but here we actually actually legitimately see the story being told kind of being retconned as it were
1: right so like i said we don't want to go too far into it because it's pretty still fresh as of this recording uh coming out yes. the day prior to this um it's safe to say that it's uh, which bad, bad has been pretty good. Like I know that I, I guess people have had issues with a couple of uh, episodes here and there for reasons, but um I think this one will pretty much bring it home mm-hmm. or at least bring it, bring it to a point where I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's see what's going on. Let's, uh, you know, let's see where this ends up. Right. Um, I am trying so very hard because there is a couple of things like, I really would love to talk about in the, in the course of these two episodes, um, but uh, because of the mid-season uh, thing, and I was like, "Geez, I hope they're not getting like anime <laughs> and just start getting." Uh, I know they've, done, I mean, I think probably Clone Wars is probably and, and Rebels has done this before. It was like, yeah, you got a bunch of episodes and then kind of go off so they can finish the rest of rest of the season and then you know uh, doing that. But eight uh, episodes seemed a little short for that but then again i also recognize that that's kind of the way a lot of shows have been doing um you know live action or not or or animated or not so this is kind of the way things are now basically like yeah you got a little a smaller block of shows that happen and then they go and you know go off a little while finish there and bring in the rest later they can also sell them that way but that's a that's a that's the uh you know so did they announce that this is going on like a brief hiatus i didn't that was a part of it i did not see yeah that was the part i didn't see i just or
0: they just produce or or did they just release a second episode or an extra episode this week just so that they could fit into some sort of release window because there's something else coming out on disney plus see i thought Uh, about
1: that but we're not getting mandalorian until march so. so how many more bad batch are we getting that part I don't know. Like I said, they, if they're if they're saying this is a mid season thing, I'm thinking they they might be. They, I haven't seen one way or the other, so I don't. I, this is just speculation on my part. Uh, I okay. assume they're going to not have some for for a few weeks and then come back. But like I haven't seen anything one way or other. Oh my another.
0: goodness, that's crazy that the Mandalorian's coming in less than a month. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like two weeks. Just well, not me, no, it's like three weeks. But, yeah, three weeks. Three yeah. weeks. Goodness gracious! All right, next up. Uh, No, I'm kidding. But but in all seriousness, you know, we we kind of uh, covered these Bad Batch episodes. The second episode um, really does follow up directly on the first episode. And uh, we do get to see a little bit of uh, Palpatine twisting the truth and the facts to serve his own purposes. And the attorney
1: on the panel was like, oh. Nice. So yeah, we've definitely like, seen
0: okay. The funny part about so <laughs> like yo.
1: So I was gonna say this and I forgot I totally forgot. I was like, yeah, this is the thing that you come to Star Wars uh animated properties for political intrigue and and grandiose entrances. <laughs> and that and we pretty much got both of them in these two episodes. And yeah, the whole papal theme, which I guess that's spoiler for, yeah. Uh but nevertheless, that whole thing. Was like, huh? They're playing out of the same playbook <laughs> as 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 the prequels, and yep. it worked the same yep. way. i was yep. like, okay, sure. This is what we're going for. This is this is what we got going. But it was yep. it was kind of cool. It was like, yeah, they the check and mate. They fell fell sure. straight up into it again. Yep. Exactly, it's like oh, this is how democracy dies. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I thought, exactly, and I thought about that exactly when it when it when it happened. It was like we night we didn't actually get that soundbite, but it was like yep, it's pretty much the same thing. So it needs to say both episodes ended up together. Ended up being uh, pretty great and kind of sad in a way that we won't talk about because you know the ending of the eighth episode kind of not only. Brings up a couple of things and takes away something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that, that works out. <laughs> to find out what and who that might be, you got to find out for your own. If you haven't, by the time you hear this uh, program.
0: I was taken a little bit by surprise by that. A, a little. little bit, because I thought it was a twist. I thought it was a twist on what I thought they were going to do, which is... I think no. I mean a swerve on what they were thought on, on what I thought they were going to do because I thought they were going to do more A Team things, but geared towards, uh, you know, uh, uh geared towards a certain uh, purpose right. as opposed to being strictly mercenaries.
1: Right. I I agree with you, but at the same time, I I do remember the exact moment this was kind of telegraphed, and that was like probably about three or four episodes ago by something the a character says. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, something's going to I I like you said, you didn't know that this was going to happen. But um I thought especially when the start of this episode happened, I like, like, okay, something's very much going to happen mm-hmm. uh here. And um and it kinda wasn't what I expected, but in a way it kind of was. Because of the like I said, the, the telegraphing from a, a few episodes back.
0: Right, so right. Let's just say that Dee Bradley Baker does a lot of voices in this episode,
1: which he does anyway. But yeah, in this particular right. case, you yeah. know, he does a lot of voices in this episode. Yeah, I, I would, I would love to see um um a vo a, a session with with him, because I know obviously they have to break that up, but at the same time, um, like it's just him <laughs> going from one mic to the other or something. You know, or or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. I, I would love. To like I can only totally
0: assume that he changes like his facial expression so that he can really change the voice pattern and the and and the emotion and the the, the timing that each char- each each separate character has. Right.
1: And, um, also shout out to him and shout out to them because they did a, that, that which, which is kind of sad if you play Destiny, which 70, I know it does not, but it doesn't matter. If you're a Destiny player, there is a, a character named, uh, that will have a slight resonance to some folks. Uh, not for the better mm. in, in a, in a way, but I was like, really? This is what they did to this character? That's, that's fucked up. But, like I said, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, you then hit us up in the comments or something. That being said, um, we're going to push on to the books of the week unless I 70 have any closing comments. No. no, no, no.
0: That's more than enough on those two episodes because, as we said, they just came out yesterday. So, we do not want to belabor the point and spoil any more than we need to. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna transition over to the comic books of the week.
1: I was just waiting for you to hit it. So Alright, and we're going to start off with actually I got a, this is the cover I'm probably gonna use. I don't know if you saw any of the covers for this week. Hit it! There it is. Now I hit it. <laughs> nice. I see what you did there. Uh Amazing Spider-Man number 19.
0: Ah, this issue is written by Joe Kelly as a guest spot. This is a guest spot in the wake of, uh, what was that story called? Demon Web, Web of Demons. What was it called? Dark Web. Good Lord, Dark Web. Yes. It's written by Joe Kelly with pencils by Terry Dodson, inks by Rachel Dodson, and colors by Terry Dodson. Letters are by our favorite lettering Paisan, V.C.'s Joe Caramagna So, it is evident that Zeb Wells and the current editorial crew over in the Amazing Spider-Man corner of the Marvel editorial offices are exploring or re-exploring an era in Spider-Man stories that were You know, that were interesting. You know, we're talking like mid-80s stuff. Specifically, the time when Felicia Hardy and Peter Parker were an item. Interestingly, in this current continuity, Aunt May knows what's going on. (laughs) To a certain extent.
1: Yes. Also, I love that I, I that throwback line she uses uh colloquial throwback line she uses assuming she's using it in that way um that, that she uses on Peter that I that uh makes him almost spit out his wheat cakes
0: <laughs> now you're gonna make me look it up because I forgot
1: <laughs>
0: I read it yesterday so I'm just like
1: uh, I need to actually it no, I read it earlier uh but yeah so for those who are watching the video version I just switched over to this uh variant cover for amazing spider man which i'm i kind of like in its simplicity, which is basically to to subscribe to to um not subscribe um subscribe to uh age of seventy it's basically um you know the amazing spider man headdress on, on the top on a peach background with a letter on it. And right underneath the Amazing Spider-Man says "No Prize," and of course it has uh, Spider-Man uh, swinging in. I don't know what what caused what prompted them to do that one, but I I, I feel like I appreciate that one as in, uh as an older Marvel fan who's never gotten a No Prize. That's funny. <laughs>
0: oh, I see it now. That's funny. I didn't even I, like. I I totally glossed over that.
1: Yeah. So. Um, but that being said um yeah they the 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 um so while this is taking place after dark web we was talking to Agent seventy before this and uh this is also taking place as it says in the uh in the beginning after the uh Mary Jane and black cat um dark web miniseries, which i believe was either two or three issues. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. Like I was telling Agent 70, I don't remember how that thing ended, which, you know, kind of goes to tell you how much of a non starter, uh, Dark Web was in the first place. But also, you know, I, I remember it happening. I remember reading it. I just don't remember anything that happened because that particular story was supposed to, uh, was set up to kind of hash out some things or something between Felicia and Mary Jane, which I don't recall ever happened. That being said, going into this issue, we see, um, as they just said, uh, uh, Spider-Man and uh black cat kind of going around, but then they kind of take a trip up, up upstate, uh, for a kind of getaway. And what seems to be a planned moment run into some, a couple of different, um, situations, That I won't give. That I won't give away. But um, one of which has something to do with what I just mentioned, right? So so I was like, "That was well." It was already said that that part was was plotted, but to what extent? I'm not entirely sure. Well, actually, like they might because actually, it said why. Now that I think about it, um, which was actually handled in a interesting adult way. you know, at least for comics anyway. So it was like, right. okay, that's that's an interesting way to handle that. He could have you know, could have been slightly different, could have could have done something else, but what it didn't do was give us any more um info about the other side of that situation that we still don't know about with Mary Jane
0: 19 issues <laughs> in.
1: Which is still continues to be frustrating.
0: Right, because uh, they told us it was going to be what, April, right? Right, I remember it was the April. It was the April solicitations. Like we're finally gonna tell you. Twenty-five issues later, what the? F-? Seriously.
1: <laughs> I was about to say, it's almost something like uh, Agent Seventy um channel Hot Aunt May there for a second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know, let the Ramones play right after, exactly. right? Okay. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, so I think we've we've covered. Everything we need to cover for Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Like I said, you 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 know, if you plan on reading this, you you can go into uh, get to that one. It was, I think, it was a, a fun issue, despite you know er, uh, everything around it, but it's still not giving us what we want. It's been too long. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. All right. Next up, President. Trump, please.
0: Much next? All right. Uh, next up is a Black Panther number fourteen. Is it number fourteen or fifteen? It is fourteen. Yes, or fifteen? No, no, yes. of fifteen. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. You're right. So this issue is written by John Ridley, with art by Hermann Peralta, colors by Jesus Abertov, and letters by VCs Joe So, as we just described. This is the penultimate issue of John Ridley's run on Black Panther, and I'm speaking for myself when I say, kind of looking forward to the next run, because I have not enjoyed this run on Black Panther. I feel like it steadily went downhill from the midpoint till now, because I liked the idea of these sleeper cell uh you know these sleeper cells uh uh acting the way they were acting, there's a very classic twist on the black panther story and uh, the his own motivations for being who he is in the marvel universe, but then the twist that Ridley put in and 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 now what has become of that twist and the ramifications that have have that have befallen. T'Challa as a result of that twist um, in in his fortune, as well as his play and, and the and the uh, the twist in his plans, the twist to his plans or the swerve that the, his plans took. I feel just you know, I'm just waiting for the story to to play out and 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 hopefully um, the next story, the next writer.
1: Wait, they have announced who the next writer is, right? Uh, yes, it's Evell uh, Yuen, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Right. I was going to say, I thought it was, I thought it was her. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say it's the Ironheart writer, but, um, <laughs> uh, ultimately I, I, I kind of am looking forward to that and just waiting for this run to end. What do you think? And then we can talk about the actual, uh, events of the book.
1: I didn't really like it. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm kind of in agreement with you, uh, about, well, to, to a point anyway, because it, started out as you said as a very good premise like yeah the whole sleeper cell thing and and you know just dealing with deal with and, and whatnot and even up to the point of the whole alienation of his you know coworkers, friends whatever the case may be which is kind of similar to you know uh what has happened to batman in a way but not in the same way you know mm-hmm. uh even that could have been something potentially better it, up until this point right here is when I really didn't like it. Because if you're watching the video version, you're seeing the cover and you're seeing who's on the cover. And if you have any history with this show, uh, and what do we know about the relationship between the character that is on the cover and the title character, you know that what is the, uh well and when if you should ever happen to read the book you know that something like what happens in this book which really got my goat probably would never happen under their watch but then again it didn't happen under their watch in a, in a way so that's a so, so, so am thing, but it probably wouldn't happen at all in this and and I really disliked this book for what for what happened especially the way it happened in, in this particular issue that I didn't care about um because the folks may know, there's a long-standing beef between a couple of, between T'Challa and another character, um, despite what the you know what what um, what the MCU may have uh, suggested with a recent movie, right? So, um, yeah, like I said, that's that being said. Yeah, I'm kind of with Agent Seventy in the fact that he is like, all right, just just bring on the next creative team because <laughs> <laughs> like we only got one more issue left. Just just go ahead and do it. You know, I, I was given, I was trying to give really the benefit of the doubt, and then he goes up and does stuff, stuff like this. I was like, you know what, you just all right, go ahead, just 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 get a, just leave. I don't know for, for whatever reason prompted you to do this. Clearly, it, well, I guess it doesn't even matter. Did you read the Avengers run? Chickman's <laughs> Avengers run. Whether you did it or you didn't, this sucks. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, I understood uh,
0: uh, what what Roddy Cat is getting at, and this is you know again just touching upon a conversation we had just prior to the show starting. I understood why. You know, I understood why, and um, ultimately the twist on the why is, you know, was understandable. You know? Mm. That, that That's about as far as I'll go, without spoiling anything.
1: Gotcha. Um, before we move on, if you're watching the video version again, there, uh, just like the Amazing Spider-Man variant uh, cover, there's also a Black Panther no-prize version of the cover, which I equally also like. Again, you know, kind of nostalgic. So... But it's cool. So f- from that, we can move on to... I guess we can go on to wrap it now. Well, wait. uh, Yeah, I guess we can go on to wrap it, unless you want to do that other book we have common, in common. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Captain America, Symbol of Truth, number 10.
0: All right. I'm sorry. I'm I'm literally making like, semi-Valentine's Day plans um, oh, at the same time. All right. Um. <laughs>
1: Get your was 70. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, wait a second. I saw my phone uh, blink. I was like, oh, wait, I have to take this one. <laughs> uh, um, Captain America, symbol of truth. He's <laughs> like, ooh, all right, yeah. Uh, I'm like, plans. wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> Captain America, symbol of truth, number 10. <sighs>
1: It, it is not often, I'm going to go ahead and say this before he finishes the creative team. It is not that often where Agent Seventy is at a loss for words. So this is monumental.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Only because I'm trying to compose what I want to say and still
0: spit out what we're trying to do on the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man, that's great. You
0: got to love it. Real life intersecting with the Comic Book Chronicles, folks.
1: Indeed.
0: Captain America Symbol of Truth number 10 is written by Tochi Onyibucci with art by RB Silva, colors by Jesus Aburtov, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan, VCs Joe Karamania. Um I kind of understood, you know, kind of playing off of what we talked about uh with regards to Black Panther number 14. I kind of understood why Onyibuchi went in this direction. I just wasn't a fan of how it was executed because this had been teased for so long. Yeah. Like the way, the way this story, this particular part of the story played out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it feels, I don't know. I feel like this part is kind of unnecessary. Like I get, I get they've been setting it up for the last f- few issues, but it still was like, why? Like, okay. I, I get it. Like, something got set up and apparently it it, while it didn't go the way the person that set it up uh, originally wanted it still kind of went the way they wanted but at the same time like okay so what's the purpose of this (laughs) so what was the purpose of this happening and even still didn't you know ring true even knowing that it was set up in a certain way by a person and you know there was some all external things involved put it that way right so i don't know yeah i'm I'm not sure i can i can safely say that i'm not was i didn't entirely enjoy this one either um which is kind of sad but at the same time you know they, they can't all be bankers you know maybe the next issue is gonna gonna uh uh, uh turn the ship around or something or not turn it ship around you know the uh, make this make make things better I doubt it, but you know that this is what we got going on right now. So, no, not to uh, uh, Tochio and Ibuchi. You know they're, they're doing what they're doing. Like, hopefully, it's going to do. It, it's going to pan out the way they want it to, at the very least, because it's not really working for me. So, I don't know if we would even want to go into what actually happens uh, in in this issue.
0: I mean, I think I think the way I led it is the is the extent that I want to talk about because okay. if you have been reading uh, Sentinel, I mean, not Sentinel, Symbol of Truth, right. you know that uh, I have not been the biggest fan of the, the the character development of this new Falcon and the direction that they're taking it in is kind of weird, but at the same time understandable because it's the, 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 the seeds for this have been planted, were planted a long time ago.
1: Right, but it, there's also, now, that seemed like something that would have happened a long time ago. Right. So, and I guess, you know, only preach you said, well, they didn't do anything with it then, let's do something with it now. or, or And then tied into what's going on with this. So, there's a reason that we don't know about but you know it's right now it's kind of yeah whatever that being said uh, I think we're going to push on to um, rapid fire sure I'm gonna spin it up I
2: ain't got time to bleed.
0: alright First up I do not have Nearly as many books as Roddy Cat Uh, First up is Batman and The Joker the Deadly Duo number 4 of 7 it's written by Mark Silvestri With art by Mark Silvestri Colors are by Arif Prianto and letters Are by Troy Pateri so This issue Of Batman and The Joker the Deadly Duo is Essentially Batman and the Joker Uh in speed. But on a train. That's exactly what it is.
2: Okay. That is exactly
0: how it plays out. Interesting. And that is, you know, and, 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 and ultimately, the story develops further uh, with regards to the, um, the backstory as to why um, this this kind of new antagonist created pre- basically for this book, for the series, is, you know, what their what their motivations are. You know, b- basically further elaborating on it. So, next up is Daredevil number six, number eight, I'm sorry. It's written by Chip Zdarsky with art by Marco Coquetto, colors by Matthew Wilson and Eric Arseniega, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowell. Uh, so this issue did not exactly play out the way I thought it would, but it seems like uh, Zdarsky may have some more things up his sleeve when it comes to up his sleeves when it comes to um, Matt Murdock, Frank Castle, and the rest of the Marvel Universe. But let's just say that um, the fist gets. Mm-hmm. Let's just say there is an old adage about what is more effective, the open hand or the closed fist. And in this issue, the open hand remains so. I'll leave it at that. So you have to be a little bit in the know on the story to, to, to get where that's coming from. But ultimately, there's still plenty of story left to be told. Last but not least is Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants number 1. It's written by Al Ewing, with art by Paco Medina, colors by J. David Ramos, and letters by V.C.'s Ariana Marr. Now, let me tell you, I was taken by surprise here. I anticipated this book telling a story akin to, or at least similar to, something out of the Age of Apocalypse. It is not. It is literally what is happening in the X-Men corner of the Marvel Universe in the wake of the events of the Sins of Sinister reveal. And I like that. And I really like some of the character developments that have uh, come across in the, in this quote-unquote 10 years post Sins of Sinister reveal. That's, where, that's the timeline of this particular uh, issue. And I believe that's the timeline for like the next two issues that kind of take up this 10-year period. There's a timeline that uh, that is at the back of the book. Uh, ultimately, we're going to find out um, how this all plays out over the span of ten years, hundred years, and I think ten thousand years or ten million years. I forget. That I don't sounds, have anything.
1: ten thousand sounds right because I think that's right, going so, right. So to yeah, the it's Huck a good stuff. amount. It's like yeah. it's
0: like it's, I believe it's like the uh, factor of ten. It's like thousand. 10, 10, right. All right. So it's like ten thousand and then ten thousand. So, but um, ultimately, this is probably, and I'm spoiling it now, it's probably the strongest book I read this week. I really enjoyed reading this. Well,
1: I, I can agree with that. I won't say too much else, else about it. But yeah, it was, a, even though I probably am going to find myself rereading it uh, after the show, because like I kind of, while I read it, I kind of, there's some things I didn't really take in, mm-hmm. But uh, but I... You know, but I have I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, especially interestingly enough, coming out of the back half of the book with what that's setting up. Um. So yeah, is that it for you? That is it for you, actually. That is for me. It is. It is. That is it for me. righty. and uh, if you're watching the video version, there's a bunch of uh, uh, variant covers of which I will not do all of but nevertheless they're they're there. Uh for myself we're going to start off with uh static shadows of <clears throat> excuse me shadows of Dakota uh number 1 of I believe 5 uh or 5 or 6 I can't remember I have to go back and and look at the thing. Oh yes, it is of 6. Excuse me. So I have to change that in my thing. Um uh, let's see, it's written by Nicholas Draper Ivy and Vida Ayala with art by Nicholas Draper Ivy, um, and letters by And World Design. So, this particular miniseries was supposed to come out back in October, November, and they pushed it for, um, they pushed it until now. And I say it was supposed to come out of there because the, they even like, uh, covers was already out. And, you know, they already had it listed uh, on, in, uh, on, uh, on comics list as coming out on a certain day. Uh, but the, again, like I said, they, 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 uh, pushed it up until now for probably obvious reasons, but reasons nonetheless. Um, and this is uh, season two of static, um, which, uh, as you recall, there was a season one, uh, last year, uh. Uh, going into this so which was pretty much kind of the the retelling of of Static's origin you know uh, that kind of situation but now we're kind of into the thick of it and um, uh, without going too far into it we find Static uh, you know back in action uh, kind of saving the day both as um, both as Static and as uh, Virgil uh, in two different ways, well, I guess in two similar ways, in, in, in a way. But we also find him uh, as Virgil, Virgil coming across new Bang Babies, um and one of which he's mentoring. But at the end of this, we also find out that there's a uh, an antagonist that is coming into play uh that we meet at the end of this issue. Um, and I know the name, and it is given at the back of this book. But I'll save it for the next issue because it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a, an official introduction to the character. God, ne- yeah. Uh, next up, <clears throat> excuse me. We have uh, Joe Fixit number two of five, I believe. Which it's kind of funny that I'm the one reading this book. Okay, because the particular era that this is um, that this is uh, being set in, I was not reading the Hulk. Um, I do know of the character of Joe Fixit and, and how we got. Oh, you not? mean when the character was introduced? That's correct. Think. Yeah, because yeah. I think this was, a, if I'm not mistaken, it was like a '90s thing.
0: Uh, was it? late, late 80s? '80s.
1: Okay. Well, either way, I wasn't reading the Hulk either way. So,
0: late. Yeah, I was going to say late '80s.
1: Right. Because if you recall, it was,
0: uh, 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 Fixit came out, um, partway, well, just before I believe McFarlane was on the Hulk before he moved over to Spidey. Okay. So yeah, this is 80s. Gotcha.
1: Well, it's funny that you mentioned Spidey because Spidey is in this particular book. Um... Oh, and actually let me go ahead and do uh, so it so it's written by Peter David with art by uh Yodire Cinar, uh, Zinar, excuse me, uh mm-hmm. with color artist D. Cuniff and letters by VC's Ariana Mara. So yeah, uh last issue, so again, this takes place in the same era of uh, when Joe Fix is kind of already established uh, um you know in, in LA. Uh, and apparently Peter Parker was just so happened to be there um uh you know, for a thing he was doing at the time, which uh which I don't remember also, but it was something that had, about a book he had of pictures, his Spider Man pictures and something. But regardless, he was in LA. Uh and the Kingpin just so happened to already uh, just so happened to be there, which was an amusing interaction between Joe Fixit and and the Kingpin uh in the first episode, in the first issue of this book. Well, the Kingpin is back uh for round 2 in a in a way, but uh he kind of comes at it in a different kind of way which sets up a fight between which ends up setting up a fight between Joe Fixit and Spider-Man for reasons that I will not get into. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, it's this was a an, the first issue I kind of love because of a certain part, which uh, if you which will probably be on uh, CB caps at some point soon. Uh, but the this was also an entertaining issue for other reasons, especially like the, the first interaction between Spidey and Joe uh, uh, into this issue. And, and something that uh, that Peter slash Spidey was thinking was going to happen, but didn't so next up uh we have adventures uh war across time number two which is i believe of five um which is being written by paul Levitz, with art by alan davis colors by rochelle rosenberg and letters by bc's Corey pettit which also was approved by the tva this, this uh this um uh, <laughs> uh this book because you can see the little, uh, the, the, the comics code, like, uh, stamp on the, on the side of it, which was, I don't know if it was in the last issue, but, uh, noticed it on this one, which was kind of fun to see. Uh, so this takes place during the time of the original Avengers. Um, and I say original Avengers with Cap, uh, after Cap, uh, came into the fold. So this is like single digit still. Well, this is like issue 11 of the Avengers. I think, if I'm not mistaken, because they had just came across uh, Kang in the first place, and apparently Kang is also in the background of this, still doing some things. I wonder why.
0: Oh! I wonder if it has anything to do with why we're going on movie protocol. I
1: wonder. Hmm. Hmm. But in this Hmm, case...
0: Arsenio when you need him. (laughs) Things that make you go... Hmm
1: indeed that but, used to be i was about to say i need to pull that uh sure that'd be a good one to pull uh, yeah that's a good one i gotta find that okay go ahead this is, but yeah so the original uh, after a fight after another fight with um uh a, a thing that kang sent up against the avengers they decided to try to find kang So, which means they have to enlist the help of the Fantastic Four, or or more importantly, Reed Richards and his time machine, so they can kind of go take the fight to uh, to Kang. Well, they go to the Baxter Building, and the FF are not home, but they do see they they do run across um, uh, Willy Lumpkin and some shenanigans that uh, was wrought by said mailman. Let's just say uh, in relation. also, apparently, the the person they end up battle- battling was the person, was the, uh, the yes, was the, the, the being that made uh, Thor's hammer. So some of you Thor folks probably already know who that is and what that's about. But no Kane to be found in any part of this issue, with the exception of the last stories like, yeah, but Kane's still in the background plotting something, you know, which was kind of funny. So there's that. Like I said, it's it's one of those. Hey, this is a kind of a new tale, but a new, a new untold tale in a time uh, before now. So you know, we know what it's for, but uh, whether it ends up being anything else coming out of it, who who even knows? Next up, uh, Secret Invasion number four of five, as I find the pink. yep oh, there we go there we go uh excuse me written by Ryan North with art by Francesco Mobley, color artist Jordi Berlayer and letters by BC's Joe Caramagno. so uh, there was an article that I was go- that I was going to put in the uh that I had put in the um uh uh, uh news with something that happens in this book. It's really not that bad. Not that not that serious. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Uh it's Maria Hill versus Iron Man. And she gets a a a version of the war machine armor to use against them. Uh the whole thing has to do with um a well, what she sees what Maria sees to be a, an invasion of the scrolls, but apparently Tony Stark has been working with them uh for reasons again i wonder why this is happening now you know mm. um, things that uh, make it go mm. exactly so clearly maria hill being no well excuse me maria hill taking out an abigail brand type situation is like no they got to get off of this planet because they're the scrolls and dangers and this and that and other and i'm trying to protect the planet you know this and, that and the other kind of has her um has her thought patterns as to how things should, should be going. And Tony, like I said, uh, going another way, but it doesn't really stop there, but I won't get into that because there's some, a little bit of turnabout at turnabout at the end of this, that, uh, we will see the ramifications of in the next issue from their fight. Uh, next up, Star Wars Darth Vader number 31. Oh. Written by Greg Park, Park uh, Art by Ibrahim Roberson. Colors by Federico Blee. And letters by V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. So there's a flashback to an, intern- uh, an alternative ending of uh, one part of Revenge of the Sith let's just say but um it turns out to be in someone's head but then we cut to the the present time of this issue where vader has uh padme's former handmaidens in his employ because they're trying to save one of their own from him um you know, and this whole this whole couple of things that's, that's going about with this. But there's also another side plot with uh the grandson of Wat Tambor from the from the Clone Wars who has had it in his mind to say that, no, nah, I can take down Vader and Sabe is basically trying to trying to talk him down from it. Um, because, you know, anyone who goes up against Vader, you know, probably won't have a good time of it. So we're starting to see uh, that the seas of that kind of happening and also Vader's kind of testing these handmaidens because he's like nope y'all are going to work for me and with me because join with me and we'll rule the empire type situations I'll use you as a fit yada 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 you know Vader stuff mm-hmm. and that uh folks is it for me clicks of the week clicks of the week, man, I really need to find a way to get these times down. Uh, <laughs> this <laughs> sucks. So, clicks of the week, folks. We did not get uh anything from our other co hosts. It's all right, yeah, it happens. They're probably busy or didn't care. I don't know. That's
0: Let's just say they were too
1: busy. I would reckon that be the case. I'm not I was not suggesting that they don't care, but sometimes, <laughs> you know, some weeks <laughs> let's face it, some weeks is kinda harder than others for us. And I'm not making any excuses for them by any means, but let's just say it's kinda hard to come up with a click. Even if you have read something, you know, and you're not right. busy. So, um is it safe to assume that you're going with the one that you mentioned?
0: I think so. I think I am going to go with Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants. Number one. Okay. That's my click of the week. It's the strongest book I read this week. Shout out to Al Ewing and Paco Medina for good work. Other than, you know, I guess the best part is that they remind me how much I dislike Irene Adler and uh, Raven (laughs) Darko.
1: Indeed. Indeed, as I as I flash a couple of covers there for that, uh, for myself. <laughs> um. Oh well. Wow.
2: Sorry, typing.
1: Um. Hmm. Like I said, I need to go back and reroute that one, so I can't very well, in good conscience, make that a a, a click for myself, but. Given the subject matter, I, I pretty much could. I am weird to find myself either teetering between and I hate I hate to say this amazing Spider Man. mm And um probably Oh, okay. So hey, we got a, we got a click from um from from Dirt. Um
0: so oh, look at that. It. He must have been listening.
1: Well, yeah, he was like, oh, it's not too late, but um, so um I'm going to go ahead and say his while I'm thinking about mine. His is Harrow number one from, I believe, Boom Studios. I might be wrong about that. Uh, no, I'm right. Boom Studios, Harrow number one. Nice. And there's the cover right there. I didn't see that, but I didn't look too, too far into it as I was looking up the covers. <clears throat> um... And it makes sense that I know for what I did, he kind of seemed like something probably would be up his alley. So I'm not surprised by that. Uh But back to mine, I think <clears throat> like I said, it's either going to be weird enough, Amazing Spider-Man 19 or Joe Fix-It number 2. Um And I think I'm actually going to go with Amazing Spider-Man number 19. There was some fun stuff in the book, despite you know, Why? despite what we d- <laughs> despite what we did not get from this book, but it was like I said, it was a fun read because of uh, a couple of things that happened in in the issue. You know, and for myself this week, you know, as much as I read, there wasn't a the whole lot that was just like break out great. Like Static was also pretty good this week, also, and and the art in it. Uh, which I assume he uses. Actually, I'm almost thinking about changing my, my click now, but click now, but um, I'm not. Um, but yeah, you should definitely check out uh, Static Shadows of Dakota now that it's finally come out. Uh, and the art looks good, and I think he probably does it by c- computer, but I'm not sure how his, his work process. But it kind of looks like he does. So, which is, uh, which has uh, netted some some pretty good work. Got it. Looks like. And that being said, as I showed the last couple of covers, we are going to go into the news section, but first, an ad read.
0: Our first ad read of the night is for Funko First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, such as their custom DIY pop figures, art books, skate, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy... Uh, 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. And now we get into the news.
1: Alrighty then. Whoop. Uh, cinematic news! Um, how Wakanda Forever's trailer secretly revealed that Shuri is the Black Panther, which realistically, at a certain point, if you watch enough trailers, it was very apparent anyway. So, nevertheless... Um, Actually, this art, this article uh, even mentions it. That says that um, says uh, director Ryan Coogler says that the reveal of Shuri as the uh, MCU's new Black Panther was evident from the first trailer. Which, there you go. During the director's commentary for Wakanda Forever, Coogler shared that uh, Shuri's role as the Black Panther was hidden in plain sight Duh. in the film's first trailer. Uh, and then it goes to how, how the trailer went down, which I'm sure at this point we have all seen. So... I guess good to know, uh, but not necessarily the, the best cape quote unquote, secret. Right. Like, uh, yeah, there were a few. Comic book reader. Well, there is that too. But I mean, yeah, there were other speculations that could have been the case, you know, that were kind of logical. But yeah. Um.
0: Next up. This past Wednesday, Black Panther Wakanda forever. Finally arrived on Disney Plus, and its streaming debut added another milestone to the film's impressive list of accomplishments. As per Variety, Disney announced that since it first hit the platform on February 1st, the sequel has racked up enough views worldwide to give Disney Plus its most streamed Marvel movie premiere to date. Okay.
1: I almost put I'm gonna put this in the clickbait session, but, but uh, I almost put in the the actual news, but I didn't. There was a uh, there's a if you're watching the video version, there's a, a uh, article on the side of this here uh, article page about uh, Dominique Thorne's uh, screen test with with Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Apparently, she first went up for a Shuri before she got the role of um, uh, of uh, of uh, Riri Williams. I heard that she was doing there. There's a Marvel podcast
2: mm-hmm.
0: of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And I heard uh, Dominique Thorne. That's her name. Dominique Thorne. Thorne. Right.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: He's not a supervillain. <laughs> uh, Dominique Thorne uh, in an interview with ta Coats, Coates uh, mentioned that, hmm. that she was coming off the disappointment of uh, losing out on the role of Shuri. Right. And hey. basically she was called back by uh, Nate Moore. Uh, saying, "Hey, by the way, we have something else for you."
1: Right, so she didn't completely lose out from the deal. Um, okay, now I'll see something else. I am gonna have to look into, but nevertheless, uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is casting crew on bringing Marvel's new hero to animated life. So, uh, yeah, that show is coming up soon. Actually, yes, yeah, very soon. Come to think of it, um, as the time of this recording, tomorrow. The t- uh, February the tenth. So uh, yeah, we might, I might talk about. It. I don't know if age and is, is is going to be interested in it, but um, it says here that it is the first original Marvel cartoon in years, in the sense that it's not releasing ahead of any cinematic plans for the title characters. At least none that we totally cut off. Because yeah, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is the current iteration of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur with uh, Lunella Lafayette and. uh Lawrence fisherman, who I just recently saw on i think I think he was on the view or something recently was talking about the show uh so you which also prompted me to say that oh yeah, this must be coming out very very soon since he's hitting the circuit for it um but uh yeah from what I' have seen it's a it's a cute looking show, so I may check out uh uh check out uh, an episode or two of it i I know already for a fact that they've kind of changed a a couple of things about uh, Lunella's um, origin, but I'm curious to see how it's going to play out in the here. So that being said, next up. All right. So during an interview
0: with the rap director, Matt Shackman has revealed that the MCU fantastic four movie will begin filming in early 2024. So that fits the timeline. That's kind of been set by the announcement that FF has been delayed from its original November 2024 release date to February 2025. So uh, that gives people idea about casting timing, like the, the, announcement, the announcement of casting. So Right.
1: And I believe I've seen another article, or not article, but I've seen another tweet out there saying, like, yeah, if you've seen anything on, on, on casting news, it's bunk. Mm-hmm. So... And I think that's what also might have been uh, prompted from, uh, from this as well. Let's see. Disney is bringing the first episode of The Mandalorian to broadcast television. So it seems that um, ahead of the third season's premiere on March 1st, Disney announced that it would air uh, Chapter 1 of The Mandalorian on February 24th. Uh, It says that you can see um, said uh, um, episode on ABC Freeform or FX, and all three will air the 41-minute debut at 8 o'clock on February 24th, if I didn't say that previously. So... They're not doing the whole thing. They're just doing that one episode, which I guess if right. that's enough, you know, maybe to, somebody to be like, oh, I, I want to this or something, you know, synergy. Got to use it some kind of way. Next up.
0: All right. Disney Studios announces Frozen 3, Toy Story 5, and Zootopia 2.
1: What? Yeah.
0: I had no idea.
1: Yep. I remember when the the folks at Pixar said, nah, we're not we're we're not, not ever doing uh sequels." Toy Story 5. Toy Story 5. Oh my goodness, yo.
0: <laughs> I get Zootopia 2. Right? That's kind of like, you know. And I actually really get Frozen 3 because as long as they figure out a song for uh uh uh, Adina Menzel and Kristen uh, uh, and, and 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 Kristen Bell to saying right. They're going to sell that Frozen sequel.
1: Oh, for sure. There's going. To, there's definitely a, a built-in market on that particular one. So, for certain, did we need another Toy Story five? And is it going to be? Uh, what? What I see. I don't know if this article says it, but apparently, someone out there is saying that. um... Uh, uh Tim Tim Allen is saying that uh, you know okay. It's gonna be Chris Evans. No I'm <laughs> It should be Chris Evans, but it sounds like the uh well he, he, for what people are saying is like it's definitely gonna be Woody and, and Buzz, so that doesn't necessarily mean it, it could potentially mean that he's back at the character, but yeah. Right. I think we are at this point after that light year movie, which did you see that? Mm-mm. Yeah, neither of uh, I it, it might as well just go ahead and <laughs> give it to evans or keep it at evans i should say so yeah there is that is the news for that next up oh wait all righty no t- i was gonna say you got next yeah no uh because you took that. this one. is whack news by the way it very much is so uh amc theaters to change movie ticket prices based on seat location uh that makes yeah um so it says here that the initiative kicks off on Friday at select AMC uh locations and this is probably why it's way more whack for agent 70 in New York uh Chicago and Kansas City and will be expanded to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year um essentially it says front row seats will be available at a lower price while seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price because the middle seats are the prime real estate for a movie theater they're not slick everyone knows this crap <laughs>
0: unreal when i saw this i couldn't believe what i was reading
1: right well, actually, I can believe it because you know Goodwill... I know. Yeah, because everything's
0: theater. getting milked for every, every last cent. I get exactly. that.
1: Exactly. But it still doesn't make it better. I, 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 I get you also. <laughs> so part of this kind of makes sense. It's still fucked up because, like I said, everybody, most of the people are going to go for the middle. But at the same time, those front seats are not great. So having them as a the cheaper price, sure, but it still, it still not doesn't make anything any better,
0: right? And what makes me laugh is that oftentimes, depending on the theater, sometimes sitting all the way in the back is the most desirable place to sit of all. But yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see if this plan, this pricing plan, actually keeps you know keeps uh, progressing into reality,
1: right? And well, draw their uh, plan, right? Yeah, right, exactly. According to this, they're they're. The plan is by the end of the year to have them in, in all of the locations. So, thank goodness the theater that I go through is not an AMC. Hmm. Next up, though,
0: Harley Quinn Valentine's special casts Abbott Elementary stars Tyler James Williams, uh, everybody's Chris, and Quinta Brunson as Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Oh, okay, so. This is uh, titled Harley Quinn, a Very Problematic Valentine's Day Special. Yikes.
1: Why don't you take the next one also?
0: Oh, fine. (laughs) Harley Quinn, a Very Problematic Valentine's Day Special, is also set to feature Ted Lasso's Brett Goldstein. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Uh, all right let's see who he's supposed to be playing uh goldstein is starring in a one-man show in which he shows off his chest hair while ready lord byron's while reading lord byron's poems and polishing his emmy what
1: the <laughs> so basically he's playing himself
0: he's yeah. gonna do it as roy kent <laughs> uh, no they just want him to do it himself okay that's so funny <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I had intended to flip the um, flip the articles uh, so so you can get that one for, for obvious reasons.
0: Uh, now I've forgotten when the new. I, I don't think they've announced when the new Ted Lasso is supposed to come out, but I am waiting.
1: I thought they said later this year.
0: Yeah, I know, but like not, not specifically. They, they didn't exactly. Exact. I got
1: you. Yeah, I don't remember either. I don't know if this article says I am pretty sure the kids are usually like, yeah, well, Ted Lasso, da 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 da, but it does not um also uh apparently brett goldstein was on um sesame street yes and got into a according to Zarko Dan, he got into a stare down with the grouch
0: yeah that's that's uh you know it's all part of the it's all part of the fun but yeah i've seen i've actually reposted i think uh on, on different social media
1: gotcha.
0: uh something that brett Col brett goldstein did with uh the characters on sesame street
1: it's it pretty good cute. yeah that's cute Um, But next up, The Flash's final season sees the return of three major characters. That would be actors Rick Cosnett, Matt Letcher, and Jessica Parker Kennedy as their respective uh, Arrowverse characters. Uh, I believe, yes, Eddie Thawne and um, Nora West Allen, respectively, because those first two played the same character Mm -hmm. um, at different times. So, it says here that, uh, quote, we're so excited to have Rick join us once more as we put together our final batch of emotional and thrilling episodes, said uh, the showrunner Eric Wallace. It's especially wonderful as Rick was an integral part of the show's inaugural season, so having him return to help us conclude our show's incredible nine-year run was more than a privilege. It was a no-brainer. Uh And the article kind of goes on the, from there. Um... Next up.
0: All right. So the Legends of Tomorrow will return for Flash's final season. So, um, you know, this is apparently bittersweet news for anyone that is a fan. But uh, the Legends of Tomorrow cast will make an appearance probably for the final time during the last season of The Flash, which is currently, uh, you know, in production.
1: Yep, yep. The Arrowverse is coming to a close, folks. So they're they're pulling out all the stops. <laughs> um, shout out to Benji Plays too, who who's just joined us in the chat. How you doing? Glad you could join us. Hope you are doing well. Uh-oh. Thank you, thank you. I oops, I did not mean to do that. But James Gunn reassures fans that Warner Brothers cannot interfere with the DCU. Uh, so, in a treat from Gunn, which was shared on Reddit, and I believe I was... Well, no, I didn't. I was going to say I shared this article, but Reddit, anyway. Uh, the filmmaker said to a curious follower that the DCU won't have interference from Warner Brothers, adding that DC is separate from Warner Brothers as of a couple of months ago. I'll believe that when I see it. Because <laughs> I can guarantee you the next time they have tax write-off cuts or something, so to to that will uh, affect someone's going to put it on the WB. That someone's probably going to be James Gunn. So, uh it says here that um okay, well it goes on to Gunn's prior uh mentions of uh how how the DC property was handled DC history was handled and blah 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 blah. So we don't necessarily have to go in there talking about they were giving IP away like they were party favorites to any creators, which Not entirely wrong, but at the same time, okay, sure. You take that a certain way, you're just like, you know, some of that stuff could have been good. But anyway, next up.
0: All righty. Donnie Yen had one specific and stylish John Wick 4 request. So. Bringing the legendary Donnie Yen into John Wick Chapter 4 meant letting him suit up for the part. Speaking to Total Film Magazine, director Chad Stahelski revealed how he convinced the Ip Man star to play opposite Keanu Reeves as John Wick's blind... Oh, this is a spoiler. So I'm not going to say that part. Thanks to Yen and Stahelski's love of their respective movies. So uh, what he basically sold him on uh he donny was like i get what you're going for i just don't want to be the old quote blind guy that's a spoiler with a cane so he's like stick oh, uh right. that's a daredevil reference folks stahelski recalled he came back and goes if it's all the same to you i'd rather be the cool guy in the suit it's john wick it's a suit movie it's cool i was like you know what donny you're absolutely right that's fine
1: Plus, I'm pretty certain one of Donnie Yen's older movies was him as a probably a, a, a uh, blind martial artist. <laughs> right. uh, it's a, I the love the fact driving. that he said it's a suit movie, because right.
0: obviously John Wick is running around
1: in a suit. Uh, he's, he's not wrong. So, yeah. If you have not seen Ep-Man or uh, Iron Monkey, uh, you should really do so, because those are great movies.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a long time.
1: Yeah. It's been a long time long time yeah 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 um next up though scott Scott snyder and jocks witches lands animated series at amazon so the series doesn't have a production release date but it is a joint venture between plan b entertainment uh, project 51 productions kevin cold which which sounds like kevin cold and uh amazon studios yeah according to variety uh Snyder and Jock will both serve as executive producers on the project. Uh and if it wasn't clear, it's an animated uh adaptation of the of the of their series. So good on them. Next up.
0: Uh Daniel Day Kim is set to star in and executive produce uh Butterfly for Amazon TV. So this is uh, an adaptation of a spy thriller graphic novel titled Butterfly uh, originally by Arash Amel Marguerite Bennett, Antonio Fuso and Stefano Simeon okay and this is set to be a new dramatic TV series for Amazon Studios with Daniel Dae attached to star
1: okay yeah, apparently they're going to be shooting in South Korea so yeah, that's not going to be money <laughs>
0: Maybe uh, they're getting huge tax breaks.
1: Well, quite possibly. Uh, Transformers Earth Spark is getting a second season, and more episodes drop in March on Paramount Plus, which I've not seen one episode of that. But um, so apparently, Paramount Plus shared that, um, that there is going to be a second season, and that, uh, let's see, the next eight episodes of the first season will be available to stream on March the 3rd. Um, and there's also a trailer that is attached to this uh, article that uh, according to the article writer says it's fun to watch. So uh, cool. Next up.
0: All right. Next up. Apple TV's Godzilla will feature new and old Kaiju monsters. Uh, let's see. So it's going to introduce audiences to new creatures as well as monsters from previous Kaiju media director Matt Shackman. There's that name again. Revealed details of the series production in an interview with comicbook.com saying, quote, it was fun. And, you know, we were creating a lot of cool Titans and monsters, some new, some old. So it's fun. He's excited. Yeah. Are you excited? Meh. (laughs) I mean, it'll be fun, you know, and hopefully they put some money into it. So, you know, I mean, there's only it's only going to be so much money, but still.
1: Right. Yeah. to see what exactly this is going to be. Mhm. Um. Now we go over into the anime corner.
2: Okay.
0: My Hero Academia. I was about to say Roddy Cat doesn't get the reference. Like I literally did the uh, scout, uh, uh, the scout salute just now, and uh, Roddy Cat's like, okay.
1: Well, I I usually have seen you do that when you play the uh the Attack on Titan thing. So this is, it was Attack on Titan. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, I mean the other, like the the anthem thing that
0: you Oh, is. yeah, but it's the same thing. You know, it's right. like, you know, one is the one is a character saying it, and right. the other is the,
1: right, the song. That's what I was, right. yeah, okay. that's what I was expecting. I get it. I get it, I get it. <laughs> So, anywho's, um, My Hero Academia is now getting ready for the final slate of episodes for the sixth season. And uh, apparently kicking things off in style with a, uh, is a close look at the anime's uh, character design for Deku's Dark Hero Makeover. Oh, Lord. Deku's going to be dark and broody. <laughs> a little. A little. But it's straight out of the manga. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, you know, it's comic-based, so yeah, sure. Um, right. And ultimately, I was about to say, ultimately...
0: You know, I definitely get uh, Horikoshi's uh, uh, heavy, heavy American comic influence playing into this because it is definitely like straight out of multiple, you know, there are multiple influences you can see uh, playing out for this particular storyline.
1: Right. And not not even having seen it, like, like given with what I just read there, I was like, yeah, I can. I'm not surprised. (laughs) so but it says here that uh, it basically goes on to talk about uh, how the sixth season has been spending its time uh, which if you've already already on it you already know so um, and then it goes into the latest episode which I won't talk about because you know in case you're not caught up on it I have no idea what's going on on that show next up
2: alrighty.
0: um Attack on Titan! Woo! The final season, part three anime's first half. Which is tough to hear. But there's not that much left in terms of the adaptation of the story. It's set to air as a one-hour special on March 3rd. March 3rd! That is right around the corner, folks. So, NHK announced on Thursday that the first half, as I said will air as a one-hour special on March 3rd, with the second half airing later this year. So they're going to
1: make us wait! So, which brings to something that I that I was going to bring up about this. I remember a time, granted, we had to wait for um, uh, uh, localization, or at least subtitles for a lot of stuff, but we were still getting, like, for the most part, whole quote-unquote seasons of, of, of shows before we had to wait. But now that they got gotten to the point to where we can break this up, and, I mean, COVID didn't help or hurt anything, but this was going on before that, both they started breaking up seasons in half so they could, uh, and this is me editorializing, but so that they could make more money on the uh, the, the fiscal and digital sales, because they still break those up in, in parts also. You know, not saying that, no, not, now. again, that is me speculating, that's not saying that, you know, COVID has Pretty much taking a big toll on Japanese production of of things, and and even still, from what I'm understanding, because I heard COVID COVID is, is on the rise, or as we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, I'm not suggesting that is just because of money, but money is involved at some point along the line, you know. So making folks wait and and the, is is the side effect of you know the way things are nowadays in in that respect. And believe me, I know Attack on Titan fans and uh, Agent 70 included, not included, whatever, whichever the case may be, lies, I'm not going to speak for him, are very much yeah. waiting for <laughs> anything uh, uh, um, anything coming to them from it. Pretty much. So, you can you see that on social media a lot. Uh, next up, though, uh, Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village Arc opens theatrically at number one, one, one. Hoo ha! Uh, the ha, first slam dunk drops to number three. Um, which I still haven't watched that um that that PBS special on hip hop. I knew I forgot something, but there, there's my weekend plans. So. Uh, it says here that the theatrical screenings of the upcoming uh, Soisman's Village arc ranked at number one, like I said it sold 113,000 tickets and earned 8.75 million US in the first three days in Japan Um, not surprising there, the screening opened last uh, Friday the 3rd and uh, 418 theaters in japan and uh included episodes 10 and 11 we talked about this thing was happening you know they did the, the last couple of episodes of the uh entertainment district and then uh went into the sword village art slash movie the screamings will play in theaters uh, over 95 countries and territories and i think we're supposed to get it here uh in a couple of months i i can't remember yeah uh, that's the plan
0: yeah I there was an
1: actual i th- I thought there was an actual
0: date i i saw somewhere
1: I think we did talk about it like in passing one time uh right. for that, but um that was like weeks ago, but it also says here that the uh so Smith village art will premiere on television in April with a one hour special, and I believe that might be Japan and I think you know such role have it like the day after or something like that whenever they decide to do it. And it just kind of goes into numbers from there and other stuff, but we, and, and some other uh, properties, but we won't get into that. Next up.
0: All right, so we are transitioning over to the manga corner slash comic book corner. So
2: 100%!
0: So apparently the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, manga has reached a major turning point in the calling game arc. So if you're not interested in knowing what's going on there, tune the hell out of what I'm about to say. <laughs> but apparently, uh, there's some activation of a binding vow with y- with Yuji Todori at the worst possible time and blah, blah, blah. I'm not trying to spoil it for anybody. Read this article if you want.
1: Yeah. But chances are there, the people who are up on Jujutsu Kaisen are yeah, probably up on the, uh, manga waiting for the second season so uh spy family's novel and guidebook get an english language release so according to some site viz media uh announced that it will release the novel spy family family portrait and the official guidebook spy family the official guide guide eyes only as part of their fall 2023 lineup the novel would disclose five original stories that featured the family, uh, going on all kinds of Ootings, including, and yes, it does say Ootings in this article, including Anya going on a camping trip, Yuri, uh, wait, Yuri's babysitting adventure with Anya, Frankie looking for adman- romantic advice from Lloyd, which I could have sworn we got in the last few episodes of, um... Of, uh, of the show, but maybe some more. I don't know. Loris, Yoris, Terra admits a family portrait painting session, and a story about strangers absorbing the forgers, which um, has happened a couple of times in the the, the uh, anime anyway. So it says here that there's going to be behind the scenes details, in an interview with manga in Tatsuya uh, Endo, unseen illustrations, as well as illustrations from 16 artists as a tribute to the series. Uh, then it goes into, um, uh, the artists, including attack on Titans, uh, Hajime Isayama. So there you go. Uh, no price or word on when exactly this is going to come out, but nevertheless, look out for that. I'm sure it'll probably come here also. Next up, uh, Tokyo pop launches a new
0: imprint with a guardian of Fukushima. Okay. So uh, the new imprint, Comics That Matter, is uh, set to publish a story of a man who risked his life to take care of animals that were left behind after the March 2011 meltdown at the Fukushima Daiichi
1: nuclear plant. Wow. I feel like this is directly opposed to um, what's been going on here in the States with uh, some dude kidnapping animals. Jeez. Yeah,
0: let me just get the, uh, the, the the timing and publication information out. The full length the book includes an introduction by Japan scholar Roland Kells, and will be published on February twenty eighth, twenty twenty eight, at the end of this month, as a one hundred forty four page paperback, rated for ages ten and up, with an MSRP of nineteen ninety nine. Wow, God, it'll be a twelve year anniversary this year of fu- of, of the Fukushima. I mean, I can do the math. I gave the date March
1: 2011. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting old, sir. We're getting old. Uh, Next up, though. um, uh, Let's see. Uh, Avatar's next comic gives Azula the spotlight she deserves. So it says here, according to this article, it's been a while since she's been uh, featured in the comics. If you know who Azula is... Um, uh, from Avatar: The Last Airbender, I was about to say you you would understand why, but that's not entirely true. Nevertheless, she'll be headlining a graphic novel of her own called uh, Zula and the Spirit Temple, uh, which was apparently revealed last year and probably was. Um. But Screen Rant recently revealed the book's release date on uh, September 26th and 27th. It's written being being written by Faith Erin Hicks and drawn by Peter, Peter watchman Um it'll pick up where 2016 Smoke and Shadow left off with her on the run and trying to groom Zuko into a into being a into a better Fire Lord in her own weird way. Man, they messed up Asula in the show, I think, but that's just personal. Um this is when a mission with her followers doesn't go as planned, Azula winds up in a forest temple inhabited by a single monk. So, Next up.
0: Alrighty. Uh, let see. Dark Horse and Amazon announce a new critical role a set of critical role graphic novels. Okay, so Dark Horse critical role and Amazon Studios announced a new graphic novel series The Legend of Vox Machina. Whitestone Chronicles, a set of prequels to Amazon's animated series. Okay, The Legend of Vox Machina. The graphic novels will be written by Marieke Marieke, uh, Niekamp uh, from Critical Role Vox Machina, Kith and Kin, in collaboration with the Critical Role cast, with art by Tyler Walpole. First volume, The Legend of Vox Machina, Whitestone Chronicles, Ripley, follows Dr. Anna Ripley as she contends with the Briarwoods, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The book will be published in 2024 and a digital sampler is available on the Dark Horse and Amazon websites.
1: Okay. Obviously, you hear the name Ripley and you think uh, aliens. At least I do, but that could be just me. Or if you're old enough, you might think, believe it or not. Who knows? Uh, Supergirl, woman of or writer, gives away all of his uh, copies for free after widespread sellout. So, uh, Tom King uh, which I think I saw his tweet uh, uh, about this. He says, uh, Since it's sold out everywhere, I searched my house and found all of my comps of Supergirl. Uh, King tweeted Saturday. As a very small thank you for all the awesome support, I'm signing these and bringing them to Third Eye Comics in uh, and, uh, Annapolis uh, to be given away free to company uh, to customers. But that apparently already happened, so you're, you're already late <laughs> for that um as of this moment but that was a cool thing for him to do i would like to believe he would have kept at least one one set for himself but then again i guess he doesn't have to because he probably got the you know he made the thing anyway next up
0: Uh, and very sad awful news lee motor the veteran comics artist who who co-created the courtney whitmore version of stargirl has passed away comicbook.com reported He was just 53, just 53 years old. According to a family friend, Motor died quietly in his own home sometime on or before January 15th. The exact cause of his death is not yet known. Motor, also credited as the co-creator of Shinku with Ron Martz and Dreamer with Tom Payer and Tom McGraw, Worked in the comics industry for close to 30 years, drawing titles like Legion of Superheroes and Wonder Woman at DC, plus Dragon Prince at Image's Top Cow Comics imprint. So, yeah, I remember his art. Uh, I mean, it wasn't something that I followed, but I remember his art, and he was most active in the 90s and early 2000s. I remember that.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, Yeah, respects to his, uh, his, his family and friends uh let's see only dr doom can fix the fantastic four's greatest mistake uh this uh says here that marvel has announced details for fantastic four number seven which will be the title's 700th legacy issue after the heroic family first feared appear, uh, first appeared over 60 years in 1961 Uh, Written by Ryan North and illustrated by A. Ben Coelho, the oversized book will spotlight Dr. Doom as he tries to undo the unknown catastrophe that has made the team's ranks go their separate ways and become hated by the Marvel Universe, which we still don't exactly know the full extent of how that happened, but I guess we'll find out. (laughs) Uh, Wait, what issue are we on? We just, are we on like five?
0: Of FF? Yeah, or is it 5 or 6? I think it's 5.
1: I think we're coming into 5. I think so, yeah. That's, that sounds right, because we just had that Johnny issue, yeah. So, they'll. I, I guess we'll get more info on what actually happened and why Doom's going to be the one that ended up doing whatever he's going to do. I'm not going to go any further than that, because I feel like there's probably going to be some spoiler in here somewhere. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing, seven hundred issues, man. That's nothing to sneeze at. Next up.
0: All right, comic writer Ho Che Anderson explained exactly how he got his first Marvel project, Luke Cage, City of Fire, and, and and unfortunately how it was canceled mere weeks before it would have gone on sale. He sat down in an exclusive interview with CBR to discuss his career, and during that time, he asked about he was asked about City of Fire. Despite the three-issue miniseries being canceled in November 2021, when the third issue was already halfway done, the writer is still working with Marvel and spoke about his enjoyment in doing a Blade project and cool stuff for the company. He did admit that Luke Cage was a painful man opening up about the circumstances of how, quote, right-wing nuts, unquote, and City of Fire's real-world subject matter spooked Marvel
1: into not releasing the title. That is unfortunate. Yeah, I remember reading that miniseries, and I don't, I, for obvious reasons but that was just said, don't remember it ending. And it just, you know, the first two came out, and then poof, that was it. So, and nothing was given as to why any more uh, issues were coming out. And now I guess we know. So, sure. Also, sucks. Fuck right wing nuts. I mean, you know, that goes without saying. Um, let's see, what's this next one? Marvel celebrates 60 years of Nick Fury this May. So, uh, Al Ewing will be writing a Fury uh, just like a a, a, um, Fury one-shot, simply called Fury, and will tell several different stories set across the different eras of Nick Fury and his son, Nick Fury Jr., uh, whose uh, former name I had totally forgotten, because they have Pretty much buried it at this point. Uh, let's see. It also mentions that Al Ewing, you know, wrote the the stuff for Ant-Man recently, the 60th anniversary limited series for Ant-Man, and is also doing the same for the Wasp. Uh, he's joined on Fury by a slate of artists, each drawing a different era of Nick Fury's history, including Scott Eaton, Tom Riley, Adam Kubert, and Ramon Rosanas, with a cover by Kubert, that is uh, on this article. And then it just kinda goes into a synopsis of uh of uh the thing. Or not a synopsis but uh, you know talking points on it. So cool. Uh Fury number one goes on sale May twenty fourth. So and yeah, we'll we'll get more on that from the solicitors that, that are forthcoming. Next up.
0: Okay. Marvel United Multiverse reveals Age of Apocalypse expansion. So this is a Kickstarter campaign and it continues to add new heroes and villains to the game, as well as expansions and add-ons. So, so this is, wow. So this is a, uh, so you have to go to the Marvel United Multiverse Kickstarter page to check this out. But, uh, yeah, this is not what I thought it was. That's kind of funky looking.
1: Yeah. So I figured like I remember seeing like Transformers figures that kind of look like these ones. If you're watching the video version, you can see kind of kind of what I'm talking about. So the game is got like miniatures uh, and cards here. So it's kind of a mixture. It's one of those type of uh, situations. Says here four hero, four hero pieces, three villain pieces, 108 cards, one mini card, three villain dashboards, four locations. It's a lot to this thing. Also, the, the art looks like um, Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> just, mm. a bit, just a bit. So, for $35 pledge, yeah, you can uh, go check that out. Like I said, go to the Kickstarter, stage, Kickstarter page if you're interested in that. <clears throat> uh, cool new G.I. Joe Classified Series figures, Snow Job, Scrap Iron, Steel Brigade, and Televiper with Trouble Bubble. Um... Uh, looks like are have been announced. Uh let's see here. They da, 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 you, well, if you're watching the video version, you can see me scrolling through said figures. There's Snow Job, there's Scrap Iron, there's uh I don't know this character, Steel Brigade.
0: Uh I was about to say he's probably on that um that what that that crazy two page uh cover. Yeah. Uh for that G.I. Joe um oh, anniversary the, uh, issue, the last issue of the, um, the IGW series.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a two-pack of steel core steel core troopers that come with uh jetpacks. It's a male and female trooper <clears throat> that will have alternate heads, uh sculptures, and will be armed with a number of weapons. So they're basically troopers. And we, of course, we have uh the televiper with the trouble mobile. Which I feel like this is a different learning than I remember from the uh, from the the animated series. Not saying that it couldn't be the case, but I don't know. I never had a trouble bubble when I was
0: little. Same. I don't Same. think I ever saw one in person.
1: I think that's also the case. Um, I well, I mean, I feel well, catalogs don't count either. But I think there probably was one in the store. Right, I
0: don't even recall seeing that Actually, but, not, I don't think that but, yeah. but but trouble bubbles came out a little bit towards the end of my g i Joe collecting run, so right. uh that makes us that makes some
1: sense right, but I always thought it was cool, yeah, and I think I would already got rid of a lot of stuff by that time, so
0: um. I mean, at the end of the day, I was still shopping for like younger like extended family and friends members. You know, younger members of the extended friends and family group. So, like, right. I was buying some GI Joe stuff that I thought might be cool for them, Right. but I still don't recall ever picking up a Trouble Bubble box to see, you know, and actually seeing
1: what it looked like. Right. I don't. My every time I see something like this, I regret, and I guess going into the next story is a, a also uh, going into that said regret. I had to give away my Transformers, and I am very upset myself for, for doing that. Ugh so um but going into the next story awful 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 yeah so celebrate the last 40
0: years of transformers history with transformers legacy action figures for boys and girls wow so the new transformers buzzworthy bumblebee legacy evolution origin autobot jazz what
1: yeah it's oh, basically the original you know the 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 cybertronian jazz
0: oh jazz. okay yeah because I'm like, wait a second, got to look for the picture.
1: Where yeah, the no, picture? I don't know why it's not coming up. Because it was coming up earlier.
0: Weird. Yeah. Yeah, so this is uh, $24.99, and it's available in <clears throat> a couple of months, April 2023.
1: Right. So if you remember, if folks remember, and I doubt if a lot of folks will, but the, the, the triangular, well, that was that was the, uh, the, 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 the planes. Uh, but they still had a kind of a similar design. For the Autobots in here, it was kind of a the triangular version, the Cybertronian car version of those things. And that's what this is. Take our word for it. I don't know why the, the, the uh, picture's not coming up, though. Last but not least, uh, Cake, which is the Chicago Alternative Comics Expo, is returning to an in-person event on June the 3rd and 4th at Broadway Armory. The event, currently run by Ter- uh, Terrell Cannon, Sage Coffee, Chris Lopez, uh, Tony Reckinwald, and Ed Witt, had become the premier venue for indie comics in Chicago. It had uh, been canceled back in 2020 uh, due, to, uh, due to the pandemic, and uh, they decided to postpone it until this particular year, 2023, last year. Uh, due to the, due to said uh, pandemic, and the difficulty of putting on a show with a short lead time, according to this article, some virtual events and videos were released during the layoff. But this will be the first big event for the vibrant uh, Chicago indie comic scene in a while, uh, and uh, the dates are uh, in the article below. Which, uh, as I said, Saturday, June third and fourth. Um, in the armory, if you are near Chicago and know where that is, then uh, you're already there. Or Google Maps. There you go. <laughs> uh, says here that Coke's uh, cake's uh, COVID policy has been posted, um, uh, and basically goes on talking about the uh, the venue and exhibitors and such and such and such and such. So there you go. And with that. Folks, uh, brings us to the end of the news section. Can we get one last ad read?
0: Our last ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us and click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment it helps us keep the comic book chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. Amazon.com through cspn.us do it today.
1: We made it. No no abrupt interruptions in the show this this week. Uh if you saw the pieces that were uh last week's episode you under or heard last week's episode which was probably a better a better job if I do say so myself. Uh, um
0: we apparently kept the gremlins at bay this week.
1: Yes, apparently. So hopefully whatever happened last week would we stay wherever the hell it was. Yeah. Uh that being said, we we will take this time to reiterate the fact that next week we will be on movie protocol for Ant-Man and the Watch So we will let you know uh, when and or if uh which is uh is going to be the case that we do a show uh if we don't do a show next week we will do it the week after that and you know uh, right give impressions and all that other good stuff maybe probably get a little bit spoiler on that since it'll be a week after exactly exactly uh or we'll probably do that either way whether we record next week or not we'll probably uh, the week after that we'll probably get a little bit spoiler on it since we will be able to Mm -hmm then but that will be uh, a thing for next week and you can tune into our uh, uh, social media accounts which follows you can find me right at cats at cat on Twitter you can find me at news news need on Twitter you can find me at CB caps on Instagram agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram uh, PC and underscore dirt on Twitter pop culture net on Twitter popculture network.com and all those umbrella sites like they're in and uh, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter, uh, CB Cron on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chron- uh, Chronicles Twitter account, uh, The Click Nation, that's T-H-E-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N, and TheClickNation.com. But most importantly, you can find Tim over at uh, ComicBook.com, where he's over there writing his face off. <laughs> Uh, go check under Timothy Adams and, and go check out the stuff. Read it. Give him likes and all that like, good good jazz. Absolutely. Uh, you can find this here podcast on uh, the Coastal Little Podcast Network. That's cspn.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast the place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal Little Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. Um... You can find us recording every Thursday, mostly every Thursday night, 9.30-ish p.m. Eastern Standard Time on uh, the YouTube channel of The Click Nation. That's youtube.com slash The Click Nation and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles. Yeah, folks. That's it. That's it. Uh, When next we meet, we will have uh, watch some Ant-Man and the Wasp and possibly find out what uh kevin feige may or may have head of um almost spilled the beans on
0: it's listen i have done my level best to stay the hell away from all commercials and extra trailers yeah so you know what we're in the home stretch now we're a week away
1: yeah not Tim to fate but just saying it is what it is <laughs> seriously and with that, folks, this has been the comic book, 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 comic book Chronicles. Peace. Peace? What?
0: Wakanda forever! Good evening, Would you believe it's, it's Dr.